It's the odd, odd, odd to Newfoundland. Ghostly greetings from your host, Jonathan. 31 days of Halloween. <laughs> Welcome back to 31 Days of Halloween. Thanks so much for tuning in again. We're continuing on with our list of how the world might end. And we have 13 examples, okay? Yesterday, we went over the first, like, seven, which was the Jupiter effect, zombie apocalypse, subterranean apocalypse. We had the alien invasion theory, Malthusian crisis, uh, large-scale volcanism, and heat death of the universe, which was, to me, the most, like, terrifying one. But anyway... It's about to get much worse. Number six, okay, is interplanetary contamination. There are two types of possible interplanetary contamination. Forward contamination is the transfer of life and other forms of contamination from Earth to another celestial body. Back contamination is the introduction of extraterrestrial organisms and other forms of contamination into Earth's biosphere. We know the War of the World story and how it ended. Humans thought all hope was lost until the aliens got the common cold and died leaving the crows to pick their bones. Therefore, aliens could come and give us their version of a cold and wipe us out, and we wouldn't even have time to blow our noses. It doesn't have to be aliens that infect us, though. Sample return probes from from space or returning crews could bring microscopic biological contaminants from other worlds. This sort of contamination from otherworldly viruses, bacteria, or spores means beings from our world would probably have no immunity. And then we all die. That's why astronauts and space samples are quarantined to make sure they're squeaky clean. In other words, somewhere people are spending money on viruses that don't exist in our planet. They exist on other planets that we could be bringing to our planet. It's such a threat. Man, number five, asteroid. A large asteroid or comet colliding with the Earth could cause an explosion greater than all nuclear bombs on the planet. Could cause an explosion greater than all nuclear bombs on the planet. Now, the kind of impact is thought to have caused the extinction of all land dinosaurs 66 million years ago. The asteroid was about 10 to 15 kilometers in diameter. Most people think it was closer to 14, like around 14, 15. And the collision would have released the same energy as 100 million megatons of TNT. So, like, you know, that's a billion times the energy of the freaking atomic bomb that dropped on Hiroshima. Yeah. This thing, like, rocked the world, literally. More likely than some, but less likely than others, a big old rock coming through our atmosphere, potentially breaking into smaller, super-destructive pieces that scour the Earth. You know, we have ourselves another big bang, basically, right here, and if the impact doesn't kill us all, any alien germs on the intruder could set us up for some interplanetary, interplanetary contamination, like I mentioned earlier. There's <laughs> not much to look forward to, is it? <laughs> Here's the problem, though. That was only number five. The next four are actually very possible. And unfortunately, number four is nuclear holocaust. Nuclear holocaust, nuclear apocalypse, or atomic holocaust is a horrific scenario where nuclear weapons from nuclear warfare cause widespread destruction and radioactive fallout, collapsing our civilization and making some some or all of Earth uninhabitable, except bunkers where you have to trade things for bottle caps. Nuclear warfare and its fallout would have devastating consequences like firestorms, nuclear winter, uh, radiation sickness. Oh, my God. So after the initial destruction of cities and nations by nuclear blasts, the survivors would have to look forward to, well, horrible, horrible, horrible loss. Temporary loss 
of most modern technology would also occur as a result of electromagnetic pulses, we're fully aware of how devastating nuclear weapons can be and how radiation sickness affects life for years after the initial contact. Hiroshima was absolutely brutal, and Chernobyl is still radioactive. You can't go anywhere near it. Ionizing radiation, the kind you find in minerals, atom bombs, and nuclear reactors, destroys DNA, weakening and breaking it up, so you die a horrendous death. Look up, look up Hasashi Uchi if you're morbidly curious, by the way. Uh, just a side note for you. Or the cells become damaged enough to mutate into cancer. Future generations will often be affected with birth defects and abnormality. You know, the worst part is nine countries own a total of 13,860 nuclear weapons. The U.S. and Russia have 92% of them. Whew. Plugshares Fund, which is an organization dedicated to reducing nuclear threats, reports that Russia has 6,490 weapons. U.S. has 6,185. France, 300. China 290, UK 250, Pakistan 150, India 130, Israel 80, and North Korea 20. Or so they all say, we're not really sure. I'm willing to bet most of the people who would be able to, you know, actually detonate these things and kill everybody are very, very well paid and just waiting to be called upon to drop said bomb. And uh, yeah, absolutely terrifying. Remember, in my last episode, I kind of mentioned that this article didn't age well that I'm actually reading from. This is actually from 1999, earlier in 19, or sorry, 19, or 2019, 1999, oh my God, no, 2019. This is pre-COVID-19, so this is eerie. This is somebody who's saying that the third most likely thing to wipe us all out would be a pandemic. Something we all do not want is a pandemic. Infamous pandemics include the Spanish flu, which infected, infected 500 million people, 1918 to 20, and killed 50 million, and the devastating HIV pandemic, another seemingly unstoppable force in the 80s, which still affects us now. If something similar were to happen again and we couldn't find a way to stop or control it, mankind could be decimated as it spreads throughout the world. And you know what? God bless the scientists, doctors, and researchers who came up with the COVID vaccine, because I'm telling you right now, millions of people have died of COVID-19 since it's happened. So this number three, not only was it most more likely than everything else, it actually happened since this article was written. Bad news. Number two is also happening. <laughs> this is one we can all get on board with, except if you believe it doesn't exist and disagree with 97% or more, of climate scientists. That, of course, is climate change. NASA says in just the last 650,000 years, there have been seven cycles of glacial advance and retreat with the abrupt of the last ice age about 7,000 years ago. Earth's average surface temperature has risen about 0.9 degrees since the late 19th century, largely down to increased carbon dioxide and other human-made emissions. Most of that warming has been in the last 35 years, and the five warmest years on record have occurred since 2010. So what will global climate change do? Oh boy, wildfires, longer periods of drought, and intense and longer tropical storms for one thing. That's a lot of starving and killed people. Also, if we melt all the ice, the sea level is going to rise 65 meters, and a lot of the world as we know it will eventually vanish underwater. If we carry on emitting carbon, the average temperature will reach 26 degrees instead of the current 14. Naturally, that'll play havoc with our world. It wouldn't be the end of us, but we would be up the figurative creek without a paddle. And it's already happening. In fact, right here in Newfoundland, it has been documented. I don't mean to scare you guys, but it's been documented that our average temperature is rising two degrees a year. That is terrifying. So basically, 
two years ago, the temperature was lower. Two years later, it's higher. And we noticed some wild weather, man. Like, I'm outside right now in a t-shirt and everything. Like, it's the middle of fall. We should not be able to do that this far into fall, man. It should be freezing out, frost every morning. <laughs> so what's the number one thing people think might be a large-scale end-of-the-world scenario? Well, that's Cybergeddon. This is the potential large-scale sabotage of all computerized networks, activities, and systems. Cyber terrorism, cyber warfare, cyber crime, and hacktivism all work hand in hand. This kind of cataclysm would lead to wide-scale internet disruption or economic collapse. It's likely that banks and industrial control systems would be targeted as well. People say that ransomware has shown how a single class of attacks can have a huge impact, with many victims that are not targeted becoming collateral digital damage. A bit like getting the flu on a train journey as you decide not to get the vaccine. <laughs> Analogs to... <laughs> analogous to not patching your systems or building a decent backup slash restore strategy. The biggest concern is the services that provide society with fundamentals to live and work, you know, like, oh, I don't know, navigation satellite systems for timing as well as navigation. Can you imagine if all the planes fell out of the sky? Oh my God. Communication networks are particularly vulnerable too. Social media outages will cause many to get alarmed as well as the nefarious use of communication channels to spread fake, catastrophic warning messages. Oh my God, this is just the, 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 I know I've said it before, this is definitely like the darkest Halloween special I've ever done. And now at the end of the world, like we got a pretty good view of it. Like how bad are things on the planet Earth right now? Uh, the two likeliest things that will happen to ruin the world and kill everyone is a pandemic and climate change. <laughs> Uh, guys, I hope you're still around tomorrow to check out the next episode of the Otto Newfoundland Paranormal Podcast, 31 Days of Halloween. See you then.